Welcome to tonight's edition of From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. And tonight we are delighted to welcome back into South Africa our silver medalist, Luzan Kutsia, Estian Bardenost, who ran almost next to her, all the way guiding her. And of course, her long distance guide, Klaus Kempen, for various reasons. We have the three of them back on the program today. We'll get into all of those reasons soon. Let's start off, ladies first. Welcome home. Hello, everyone. Hello, Louis. Um, thank you. It's wonderful to be back in SA. We are sitting at the airport at the moment. We are almost catching our flight to Bloemfontein. We are very excited yes. to go home. It seems as though we always catch you at an airport. Estian, how you are do. you? Well done. Thank you so much. Um, I'm also doing well. Happy to be back in South Africa on home soil and can't wait for my flight back home to Bloom. And the only one that's actually rested and on time for a change is Klaus. How are you, Klaus? <laughs> I'm fantastic. Um, I, I'm, I'm so excited to hear that these guys are excited to see me because I'm in Bloom. So, so can't wait no, no, to no. see you too. <laughs> they said they were excited to get back to Bloom. Nobody said they were excited to see you. Yeah, I don't get a lot of compliments, so please <laughs> let me just take these, man. Let me just back. Okay, <laughs> let's start off with our star, our silver medalist. Tell us about the race. Tell us how it went. You must be delighted. Oh, Louis, thank you. Yeah, it it really was an amazing journey. Um, I actually was battling with a bit of an injury before um, the race. So three weeks before, I think just when I was chatting to you the last time on your show, I tore my ATFL ligament in my right ankle. Um, and so I had to take a bit of a, a break for two weeks. So I was actually um, quite nervous leading into the race. But I really think considering everything went super well, we are really happy with our result. Um, and yeah, I, I was just saying to somebody just now, that there's so much more of a story than just the medal, you know, um, and that's what what makes our sport. Esteban, tell us a bit about that story that Luzon's talking about. Yeah, so Bill Klaus and Luzon went to South Korea. She tore her ligament, as she said, in her ankle, um, which was obviously not planned, um, and that forced her to kind of rest for two to three weeks before the biggest competition of the year. So for the last weeks prior to the event she didn't train at all i mean she did a few um training sessions in korea on a bike just to keep the fitness level up but two to three weeks before a race that's when you need to get sharp you need to do very fast training sessions on the track and she could not do that um and so when we landed in paris um five days before the event that's what that's the first time she actually got on the track and then you know from there we started to kind of get used to the track again if i can say so and yeah. the times were there um, and we, we built a lot of confidence in that four to five days. Um, yeah, so we were very fortunate and very happy to be at the start line and, and um, to compete at that level once again. And it just shows the resilience of Luzon. So I'm just I'm really happy to be part of the story um, and that that we could come home with the silver medal. Luzon, I need to ask you something. And I was I watched the race and I saw some of the pictures and whatever. Is that a smile or a grimace on your face? Uh, which race, the final or the heat? <laughs> No, no, no. What was the difference? Why was the one a smile and the one a grimace? Um, look, I the the final. I really went out hard. Um, I always smile when I run, Louis, because I love running. So it's always a smile from my side. Um, but I I went out 
very hard in the final because I knew that everybody else was also well trained and sharp. So the final did hurt from 900 meters upwards. I won't lie. Um, but yeah, I think it's always important to run as hard as you can and to fight through whatever lactic you build up. So yeah, I, I think it was a smile. And also it was the first medal that the team won. Yeah, that was pretty special for me. I'm sure it was. Yes, you can chirp in there if you like. Yeah, please. I'll just so so the final actually the the live streaming we couldn't see the race. So so I think you are referring to the pictures of the of the actual the the, the heats. And I must say that was definitely not a smile. So Luzon, <laughs> I know you were trying to smile, but that was really really hard work because she pushed so hard, and we could see being able to see her every day uh, we could see sort of really how she went out hard where everybody else went out relaxed um and i think that just like estian said before she had a hard heat and then went out the next day and she proved us all almost wrong in the sense that she said okay now i'm going to deliver um, because I, I it looked like she had pain um and and i was on this side really really scared i can say it now i couldn't say it to her that day but um it's actually wonderful how she ran with pain. Estelle, what do you say to her or what did you say to her? Because you obviously knew that she'd come off an injury. You don't let the rest of the world know, especially her competitors. But what motivation do you, did you have to give her any motivation on the day? Yeah, so, so in the heat, there wasn't much communication, I must say. Um, it was just basically running our game plan. And we have specific times that we need to run. Um, so in the heats, I, I kind of just said, listen, we are on 400 meters and our lap time was uh, 77 or whatever. And we just need to conserve energy here and we, we can go harder here or whatever. Um, and the heats didn't go according to plan. So all honesty, after the heats and Klaus and Luzon can also tell you that I was a bit um, nervous. And, and I've never been nervous running with Luzon, but after the heats, I was a bit nervous. Klaus called the day uh, before the final and he motivated me to be able to motivate Luzon, you know, so it's, it's really a team effort. And then in the final, it was just like all guns blazing. You know, we, we were, we were ready for it. Um, and, you know, in the first hundred meters, it's literally just trying to compose ourselves and not go out too fast. So um, running the first hundred meters in kind of 19 seconds and telling her, listen, we're on track, we're on track, we're on track. And then every lap kind of telling her, listen, we can do this. We can do this. Let's go. And I must say, when w there was one lap to go, um, we were about five meters ahead or five to ten meters ahead of, of the Kenyans. And around that bend, I just started yelling, world champ, world champ, world champ. <laughs> and, and, and I think if the people heard me, um, you know, in the, in the stadium, they would have thought, what is this guy doing? Because I was, I was literally screaming at the top of my lungs. I think my heart rate went up to 200. Um, and, uh, you know, so, so there's a lot of communication and a lot of, um, motivation going on, especially for that last 300 meters. Um, and, you know, given what everything that happened in the last three weeks, there was a lot of emotion coming out at that time as well. Um, yeah. You know. And your reaction is on to hearing him screaming at you like that. I run as on as I can. I don't know if I run to win or if I run, try to run away from me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, it is really motivating. And um, I think, you know, obviously the way that he guides and just his feedback during the race as well, that's obviously crucial and key to my success 
and our success as a team. So, no, it's it's really special and it's an amazing thing to share with somebody um, one of the on one of the biggest stages in the world. That's the nicest thing you've said to me all week. <laughs> I love the relationship between her and her guides. It's unbelievable. Klaus, let's go back to you for a moment. Uh, what was that motivational speech that you gave Estian before the race? What did you tell him? To tell I just her? shouted, world champ, world champ. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> That's for next time. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll save it for next time. Um, to be honest, I, it wasn't really a call to motivate. It was just a call to to check in and say, "Listen, yeah, here we are." Um, I was quite surprised afterwards when he said that um, he wasn't exactly in a in a great space. And um, uh, like Luzon always says, that uh, running for us is a team sport. And sometimes when somebody's down, and if you don't know it, or whether you know it or not, um, we we are able to pick each other up. Um, I've I've got. Unbelievable belief in Estian uh, as a, a strategist um, and, and obviously as the athlete. Um, and what Dave just told you now is so true. I get goosebumps while, while saying this. Uh, when we trained a few times, I trained with them on, on the track. Um, he literally, while motivating Luzon, he motivates me with five or six seconds faster than, than I would go on my own. Um and I and, and if I probably said something, it would be just that that there's nobody better to take a, on on a world stage, whether it's injury free or on 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 a premium day. Um, he is the, he's the guy to do it, and uh, and 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 I stand with that. And and it just came out in the results again. So so I'm I'm very very proud of these two. They they they're amazing team. So your journey was not direct uh, to Paris. No, we spoke to you at the airport on your way to South Korea. What was that trip like? It was very nice, Louis. I think it was it was educational in the sense that I think I learned a lot about how the IPC works, and you know, I also think I I, I took away from that how to engage with us as a brand and how to to get strategic partners on board for us. Um, and you are just getting to know the the management of your sport is an amazing opportunity, um, and it's a learning opportunity. And I think I took a lot from that week, um, learning wise. Um, I'm actually glad that it happened because it was a bit of a distraction for me um, because I needed to rest in any case my ankle. So I'm I'm glad that I went, and I think yeah, it was it was an opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah, you actually answered my next question, sort of semi-answered my next question. No, no, with regards to being there and the slight distraction that you had, um, and it obviously worked out for the better, but clearly yeah. traveling um, for you is not the easiest thing in the world, obviously. Um, you're blind, and to get onto a plane to South Korea and then from South Korea to Paris, the time changes, the uh, temperature changes from Bloemfontein, where I guess it was in the zeros before you left to Paris, where it must have been in the 30s. How did you adjust, and has that helped you in any way on the next time when you have to go on a long journey? I definitely think it has helped, even if it's only in the sense that it's given me some confidence that, I, you know, I can adjust. Um, so I took, I took like normal, you know, time zone, time difference measures, drinking a lot of water, moving around on the flight. I did take some sleeping tablets because the, the time zone changed back to European time is tricky um, because you actually go back in time. Um, so I think it, it, it was good and I think we adjusted well. Um, I wouldn't necessarily 
Yeah, I think I think it was a, a calculated risk to go to South Korea, but I knew that I would have the necessary facilities there and I knew that, you know, we would adapt to the time zones. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it's given me confidence for the next year. Gus, what did you bring back from South Korea besides maybe a souvenir or something? <laughs> I brought back a, a, a visa for Paris that's not stamped. Um, <laughs> so basically, Luzon was very diplomatic there. Uh, when we when we were boarding the flight to fly from Korea to to Paris, they looked at our visas or our passports and and they they told me my visa is not valid. And the the, the more I showed them, it's only it's only expiring in twenty twenty five. Um, the more she t- shows me the month. So my visa was, there was an admin error and mine is only actually uh, starting tomorrow. Um, so we we had to, to fly back to South Africa. So Luzon is very modest in, in the sense that she, she had an additional flight back to South Africa and then back to Paris. We, we didn't fly directly to Paris like we planned. Um, and that's why I stayed behind. Uh, so the long and short is I, I learned a valuable lesson. I brought a lot of great memories, but the biggest thing is is that don't look at uh, uh, your documents just the expiry date. Look at uh, <laughs> the entry date or whatever as well. So that Lizard, quite, how do you cope with this bloke? I mean, he, he nearly collapses before you're running into the stadium at the <laughs> yeah, marathon no, at, the, at the Olympics. Now he gets his visa. Nearly you don't end up in, in Paris. I mean, come on. Estian, start learning to lo- run longer distances. <laughs> oh, you know, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, honestly. Um, no, man. Oh, yeah, it was it was really a hectic two weeks before Paris World Champs. There was a lot of stuff happening to us, but it's okay now. I mean, I joke, yeah, which one of you is blind? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm Luzon's charity project. Let's just look at it like that. She's she's giving back to society. So it's fantastic. Let's get back to some serious stuff now. So, uh, how's the injury, Luzon? First of all, it's much better. Um, I raced and now I've rested for a week again. So I'm going to start with rehab now, but it's really a lot better. And what's next on the card? I don't think you? I'm going to need to take off running. Um, so I have a few races planned for the rest of the year, stuff that I would like to do. One of them is the Spa Ladies Josie Challenge. And then I would look into running the half marathon at Soweto. And I would also want to maybe do the tough one at the end of November here in Joburg. Um, just because we are going back into base training phase now before we, before obviously we peak for Paris next year. Um, yeah, so that's my that's my short term goals, and then obviously long term is is Paris twenty twenty four with these guys. So Klaus, it's time for you to get back on the road with her longer distances now, I guess, and some serious training for longer distance races. Yeah, that's the that's the wonderful thing. I think um, normally people after after event they're like, oh, can I just take off? And uh, the first thing I was, uh, when I spoke to Luzon um, after after the race, well, actually the day. Two days after after they meddled, um, she she called me and said, "Okay, this is our plan. We're gonna do we're gonna do spa and we're gonna do twenty one sweater and then we're gonna do the thirty two tough one." Um, so so I just love the energy that uh, they're bringing back home. Um, and yeah, I'm 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 gonna gonna get my suit and tie ready and go and get him at the airport and maybe we can even go for a run tonight, depending on what their loved one says. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you hear about the suit and tie? I mean, is that possible? What does he look like in a suit? And tie, I will I take a picture for you. 
And is yeah. Esteban, for you, and obviously a good night's rest, obviously, after the long journey back from Paris to Bloom, what's your plans going forward? <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking forward to tonight, sleeping in my own bed. Um, and then after that, I'll just also go into kind of a base phase training um, with, with the team um, and kind of get myself sharp for the end of the year. I want to run a race or two. Um, and then next year, focus all the way on, on Paris 2024. Um, so my program is basically the same as Luzon. I just don't run as far as she does or Klaus. Um, but I do enjoy running the longer runs with them. So it's, it's, it's the, the, the program overlaps. But I, I do intend on running a race end of the year for, for myself. I just don't know which one yet. Um, just to see if I am also as fit as I want to be. And Luzon, I've left this for last because um, you're about to become a movie star. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say a documentary. Yeah, Shame, are you referring to the documentary? I, wouldn't I say am indeed, yes. Well, let's just not mess up a good story with the fact. You're becoming a movie star. Tell us about the movie okay. you're in. So there's a wonderful lady and a gentleman in Bloemfontein. They're called Charlene and Eddie Stanley. And they've entered for the Kitenet Silverskarum Fiesta, which is in August. And last year, December, they shot a documentary of us. They've been selected to show the documentary in Cape Town in August. Um, and I'm really excited because I'm going. And, and tell us, I mean, without giving anything away, obviously, I mean, what is the focus of the documentary besides being on you as a, as a runner? I figured the, the rest of the, the documentary is about me, so it's it's quite it's quite good. As always, interrupting. What can I say? We'll cut him out. Don't worry. <laughs> um. So the focus of the documentary is actually on the guide runners and um, the role that they play in enabling me to do sport. So that's pretty pretty awesome. And obviously, you're not the only pretty decent athlete to come out of Bloemfontein. Uh, there've been a few others, haven't there? course and are any of them featured in a movie no <laughs> no i guess not so then you are a movie star that's what i'm trying to get at <laughs> thank you louis i'll take that she's just being humble no, but she's always very humble and i think as we end uh this evening's program i think all of us need to you know, bow our heads to her for the incredible work that she does and to both of you as well I think in, in hindsight I mean you're a team as you mentioned it before and one that sounds so well oiled and that is so together and the next year or so obviously you guys must be extremely excited as to what the, the next 12 months holds. No we're very I'm very I hope they are too The dream team is definitely ready and it for the next year and a half and then hopefully in 2024 we get to that top step definitely yeah, Klaus, you can have uh, the last word yeah thank you very much uh, we, <laughs> we, are, we are ready um, and then um yeah also congratulations to to you guys for for your one year celebration and and all the good yeah. work and all the support uh, that you've uh, given us we really appreciate it so you you're part of this team yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. I do 200 shows, not 200 meters, unlike you guys that do far yeah. more distances than that. Thank you to I all of you. I would be able to do 200. <laughs> you, you can do anything. I know That's you can. Good. 
I know you can. Guys, thank you <laughs> so, so much. Fly well. Get thank back you. to Bloom safely. It's going to be like a cold, thank I can you. tell you right now, when you get home. And congratulations again. Uh, I'd like to say the Three Stooges on tonight's show, but that would be taking it away from the real <laughs> yeah. comedians. What a pleasure it is, as always, to chat to the running team, our dream team, on From the Boardroom to the Locker Room, Estian Bardenost. Klaus Kempen and the absolute star of the show, our gold and silver medalist is on, could see a world record holder as well. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back again for another edition of From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. And as always, until next time, be nice to each other. Bye-bye.